0: Monday Matinee presents Revenge of the Battle Axes, Part 3.
1: I can check again, but a keg is not just going to magically refill. Okay, there was that one time, but the odds of that happening again... Good evening, Nadira. Oh, hey, Hi. I didn't see you gals come in. It's me, Nikki Zanelli. Yeah, I know, Nikki. It's nice to see you. Everyone in back? We are. Things are a lot quieter this time. Here, too. Usually there's a dozen fights by now, but everyone is just mellow tonight. I'll get the usuals. I wanted to talk with you because it seemed you had an intense reaction last time we were here. Uh, that. Not my finest moment. I just... I felt it had to be said, you know? What you all are doing. It's kind of insane.
2: Yes, I suppose it is. So why are you doing it? Our quest is to find the Celestial Seven. No, I get that.
1: But why are you doing this? I heard from Fendi about her people, so I can see why she'd have a grudge. Although, she smiles a lot for someone who's suffered so
2: much. We all have pain. What we do with it... I've learned that sometimes that's not up to us. In a way, Fendi and I are very much alike. I don't see that at all. I admit, I don't have her knack for conversation or the reckless abandon with which she attacks everything that stands in her path. But we are both very curious, which can lead to trouble.
1: I don't see you stealing a magic stick from a priest. No,
2: that would not be my way. I was raised in a convent. You are a nun. It wasn't that kind of convent. More of an educational commune. We didn't worship anything but the holy pursuit of knowledge. But that was taken as seriously as any vow. But it didn't leave much time for socializing. We rarely spoke. I can read 17 different languages fluently, but as you can tell, I can barely converse in one. Our goal was the understanding of this world, how it works, including, and especially, the unseen arcane forces that power it. You are wizards? That would be an accurate summation. My particular area of study was celestial history. I don't understand what that is. Everything that lives, wants did not, even spirits. What about the gods? Perhaps we should be around less ears for this part. I discovered some ancient texts written on animal skins, but still legible. Quite expansive and detailed for their time. And they detailed the Celestial Seven? No. In fact, they didn't mention them at all. How can that be? The first mention of those gods was about 8,000 years ago. Before that, there's nothing that even vaguely resembles them. That can't be right. Ancient intelligences, spirits of the woods and seas, their names change from culture to culture, but patterns emerge. Names change, but their essences are the same. But from my research, one day these seven higher beings just showed up and took up residence. You mean they finally made themselves manifest? Before them... The ancient people refer to a god named Dewin. He, and they call it a he, of course, seemed to be more of a contractor. He created the world, but had little interest in the beings of it. The story they told is that he made Galpin and then moved on to something else, perhaps making another world. The creator of Galpin is a deadbeat dad? That's what they wrote. And then one day... Seven strangers moved into the house he built and laid claim to it, saying they'd been there all along. But this is all just a theory. I mean, no disrespect to your work. No, not not at all. That's part of what we do. We theorize, but then we verify. That's why it was a group and not just lone researchers. It was a group? We received independent verification of our theory with gusto. That doesn't sound good. We had to schedule for provisions. Each of us had to head to town to replenish our supplies. I wasn't up in rotation, but I'd been reading so intently that my eyes were starting to cross. I traded slots with an older member and headed into town. By the time I got back, they were gone. Gone? Like they'd abandoned the place? No, not that. The monastery had been razed to the ground, completely destroyed. I'm so sorry.
1: All those people... What a bizarre accident.
2: Accident? Have you ever seen a place destroyed by divine action? It's quite distinct. In this case, it was Imbe. He uses explosions and fireballs, real showy stuff, and they linger. Sometimes for days. The explosions will just keep resetting in bright colors over and over again. It makes any chance of rescue impossible. Oh, that's... Awful. I've reasoned it's like the gods' way of signing their work. Like a seal of a craftsman. And your friends? I'm the sole survivor. But from a researcher's perspective, it shows my theory was valid. And that this information was important. Dangerous, even. Which is why all of it was destroyed. Even if I wanted to prove it, now I wouldn't know how. And so you brought the others together, too. Oh, no. That wasn't me. I was just another lost soul when Cynthia Rose found me. Like, she found the others. Ah, here we are. Let me get the door.
3: Drinks for everyone! At last. (laughs) Hey, Nadira. Good to see you again.
1: You too, chlorine. Things are a bit more sedate tonight.
3: It was a tough fight this time. We're all exhausted and hurting.
2: It took all the energy I could harness from the universe just to make us well enough to travel. You mean you used all your healing spells until you were deplenished? What I do are not spells. They're gifts from the ethereal realms that travel through me. Yes, and we call them spells. You call them spells. Girls, please. I can't take it tonight. Sorry, Cynthia. My spiritual energy is depleted. It makes a girl irritable. My apologies.
1: Maybe this will help you. Drink up. Oh, hello, Fendi. Have you. Did you lose your tail?
3: Most of it, yeah. Don't worry, it'll grow back. Eventually. I'm just hideously ugly while that happens.
1: You still look beautiful. Singed, but pretty.
3: Maybe to you, but if another cat kind sees me, I'll never hear the end of it. Stupid fireball.
1: Fireball? Who was it you went up against
3: this time? forces of the god of combat, Mbe.
1: Mbe? But isn't he the one that killed Nikki's people?
3: She told you that? Wow. How much drink did you give her? She never tells that story.
1: None. We just started talking.
3: Well, don't mention it. When she first joined up, she'd barely speak to anyone, and then only the facts and figures she knew. It was months before I even discovered she had a personality. So you weren't the first person to join up either? Nope they were sadly lacking in the smooth and suave category, so I helped balance the party out. Plus, her knack for opening any locked door and stealing anything that isn't nailed down. That helps seal the deal. I'm the total package. You know, you could ask her. What? Cynthia Rose, I've heard you asking about how the group came together. You could just ask her. And before you ask something else, I was the first person she brought in. How did she recruit you? When you share a chain, you tend to bond quickly. What does that mean? One question at a time, kid. But I'd follow that woman into the depths of the underworld. And with what we've been doing, that's a distinct possibility. Hey, Cynthia.
4: What's going on, Chlorine? The kid needs the speech. Later. What's the speech? It's the pitch I give to try and get people into the group. Chlorine's been with me from the start, so she's heard me recite it a few times. But I'm not going to say it. Why? Why? because I'm not trying to recruit you. We're always happy to come back here and spend our ill-gotten gains, but you don't want any part of this.
1: What makes you think that?
4: Sorry, but are you not the same girl who was preaching to me about the benevolence of the gods just a week ago?
1: Yeah, that was me. What we're doing to
4: say that it isn't popular is an understatement. Nikki told you about what she discovered, right? She did. Then you're starting to get what we're up against? the power of the gods no not that well not just that we're up against thousands of years of dogma passed from father to son mother to daughter the silly things we believe as children those are the hardest to shake it's not inaccurate to call us heretics
1: but why kill the gods even if nikki is right that they came later they've been here for generations passing on their virtue guiding our destinies that's a theory what's yours
4: When has an invasion ever been benevolent? They are here for something. Let's take Mbe, who we just killed. What is, was he the god of? Combat. Right, he blesses warriors and guides the arrows in battles. But what if he's a leech that feeds off of war and strife? What if he came to our realm to keep us fighting so he could gorge himself? Same goes for all of them. What if the reason we're so angry, greedy, envious is that those feelings are what they feed on?
1: But they're the gods.
4: That's a child's answer. Perhaps they're the dams sitting at the tops of the emotional rivers. Remove them and we could feel the honest truths, unfiltered for the first time in generations.
1: But killing gods.
4: Even that term isn't accurate. If they were truly gods, the lords of creation, We wouldn't be able to do this. Don't get me wrong. We planned, we trained, we knew this would be the fight of the ages, but we knew we wouldn't be able to get even one if they were truly what people believed them to be. But we did it, which shows they are not infallible.
1: But how did you ever learn to kill a god?
4: Chlorine figured that out. You can ask her.
1: All right, I will. But how do you convince them that you are going to win this war? What do you mean, when? That you'd succeed in your quest. Oh, I didn't. What do you mean?
4: I'm actually amazed we got this far. I figured we'd be murdered by now.
1: I don't understand.
4: Maybe I should have given you the speech. I thought you understood. There's no castle at the end of this. No extension onto godhood. We're not trying to steal their power. This ends in a bloody stain in a darkened dungeon, or a rotting skeleton that another adventurer will loot. So you expect... I expect to die. For all five of us to perish. And they know it too. See, we like you, Nadira, but not enough for you to get murdered with the rest of us. And given how these seven can be such vindictive pricks, death would be the happiest of endings.
1: But every time you come in... We celebrate
4: that we're not dead yet. So drink up, girl, because neither are you.
0: Monday matinees Revenge of the Battle Axes is written by Kyle Olson. Performed by Jess Harris, Anastasia Anthony Plum, Brooke Underbirth, Mandy McClanahan, Kara Gallo, and Kunit Bashwa. Directed by Kyle Olson. Produced by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Production assistance provided by Kim Butts. Recorded at Parametric Studios with John Suru of Lazy Ape Studios. Monday Matinee's Revenge of the Battle Axes is produced by Ox and Hair Entertainment. Follow us on Twitter at Ox and Hair. Check out our Facebook page or come by our website, oxandhair.com. Where we've got a couple of sword-swinging ladies, a filmmaker under siege, and a group of adventurers on a doomed quest. Just not all at once. Also, we now have merchandise. So pick up a t-shirt of your favorite adventurer at oxandhair.threadless.com. Come along.